0: moderator
1: for tonight's
0: broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the red wave that you're used to. It's high noon for Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. Follow. Podcast on Parlor and Rumble at I'm Your Moderator. Or join the info stream on the Telegram Messenger app by downloading the app and clicking on a link that you could even send to yourself. T.me slash I'm Your Moderator. The discussion thread is T.me slash Be Reasonable Discussion. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to I'm Your dot And sign up for the business there. And. You can buy t-shirts. That say I survived COVID. Nice white t-shirt. Big red block there on the front. Yellow lettering. And COVID. It's a nice hammer and sickle. Because we are being taken over by commies. I met some commies today. Well not really met. I had a nice conversation with them. I'm going to start just having a section called Mornings with Maskies about my runs. Maskless in my Trump hat. They get mad. They get real mad. And sometimes I get to see the same ones again. I just smile at them. Make sure they get the full view of my face so they can read my hat real well. Today... One ran past me and like right as he was nearing me, he stuck his left arm out and put his his thumb down like he was uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the gladiator. And he like kind of shook it like down. You're you're down. You're no mask in your Trump hat. Just thumbs down to you. And he kept running. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) as he runs by. And uh, I turn around and I'm like, ah, come on, you pussy. And uh, he goes, I'm not a pussy. The pussy is is your guy. And he almost like stumbled because he was like turned around yelling while he was still running. And uh, I start walking back toward him a little bit and he keeps running and yelling. And I'm like, oh, I was like, hey, Joe Biden's never going to be president. You know that, right? Like you got a mental breakdown on the horizon. And uh, he just kept running. And then not two minutes later, I passed another maskie who I always see. And he never knows what I'm actually listening to. My AirPods are in some days. I'm listening to metal and can't hear a fucking thing. And some days I'm just listening to podcasts and I get to hear Maskey's talk like between pauses in the show. And uh, so he says some stuff after he runs past me like the most bitch ass bullshit ever. Imagine, imagine this guy when he was young, a teenager, a spry lad out there with his vim and vigor just ready to take on the world would have been amazing. If someone just tapped him on the shoulder and was like, Hey, you know, in, in 50 years, you're going to be wearing a mask on your face because you're scared of getting a flu that kills one to two out of a thousand people. And all of them are old and with comorbidities. You're going to be wearing a mask on your face because you're scared of a flu. And then you will run past people who aren't scared of the flu and try to make snide remarks when you think they can't hear you. Now, go on out there, son. Be a real man. Fucking maskies. God Damn, how are they still going? Study after study, masks don't work. Study after study, lockdowns don't work. Study after study, asymptomatic spread does not exist. Asymptomatic spread is what all of this has been premised on the entire time. The WHO has known that asymptomatic spread Isn't a thing the entire time you can go back and look at Fauci talking in March saying that asymptomatic spread is unlikely. But did anybody care? Nope. Because the lockdowns and the restrictions make absolutely no fucking sense. If we all realize that asymptomatic spread doesn't happen, healthy people don't need to wear masks. Getting tested if you're healthy, like I said yesterday, is like going to get your leg x-rayed, wondering if maybe it's broken. Wearing a mask on your face is like wearing a cast on your leg. After getting an x-ray and the doctor telling you, well, your leg's not broken, but you are better safe than sorry. That's you, maskies. Wear casts on both your legs. You can even get Joe Biden style walking boots or Hillary Clinton style walking boots. Put them on either leg. Doesn't matter. They don't seem to care. What happened to Joe Biden's broken leg? Did he have it the other day when he came out to do a speech? It's weird. Fastest broken leg healing of all time. But I would just love to see one of these people running around, passing me on their run, arms and legs in full casts. They're just kind of waddling along, doing that thing where you swing the other leg forward. You can only kind of move sideways as if you're like a Lego man. You know how Legos walk, right? When you're a kid, they either just Hop along. You either hop hop them along with your hand or you have to, like, twist them back and forth so that the other, one foot goes in front of the other one. I mean, nobody's going to be there just grabbing both their legs and moving them back and forth to walk them. That takes too long when you're playing. That's what I want to see the maskies moving around like. I mean, fuck, if better than, better safe than sorry is your standard for literally everything— Might as well cover your body in casts. Wear a bulletproof vest to sleep, just in case. Hey, Maskies, stop being scared of everything, or I'm gonna keep calling you pussies. To your face, while you continue to run away. (laughs) And the funniest part was that he didn't even call me a pussy. He called Donald Trump a pussy. So I called him a pussy. He almost falls over. And then he calls Donald Trump a pussy. Got it, pal. Way to stand up. Now, speaking of COVID. Terrible segue. Don't give myself any credit for that. Andrew Cuomo. This article from PJ Media headline, a direct and severe violation. Court strikes Cuomo's COVID-19 orders on churches and synagogues. On Monday, a panel of the Second Circuit Court of Appeals upheld an injunction against Governor Andrew Cuomo's COVID-19 orders placing strict limits on houses of worship in hotspots. The Second Circuit panel agreed with the Supreme Court that Cuomo's order likely does not satisfy the high standard of uh, strict scrutiny and therefore violates the First Amendment. No public this is a quote, by the way, no public interest is served by maintaining an unconstitutional policy when constitutional alternatives are available to achieve the same goal. Judge Michael Park wrote in the opinion. The restrictions challenged here specifically and disproportionately burden religious exercise and thus strike at the very heart of the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty. Such a direct and severe constitutional violation weighs heavily in favor of granting injunctive relief. Skipping down. In the opinion, Park noted that Cuomo, quote, has not asserted that his categorization I can't say that now. I can't say categorization. Cuomo has not asserted that his categorization of businesses as essential or non-essential was based on any assessment of COVID-19 transmission risk. He also argued that Cuomo did not use data or compare religious worship with, quote, essential activities. How about that? So in defending his policies, Andrew Cuomo did not assert that his categorization of businesses as essential or non-essential was based on any assessment of COVID-19 transmission risk. Is there any clearer way to say that this is not at all about science? I don't believe so. So do communists still pretend that it is about science? Because their standard for whether or not election fraud happened is whether or not a judge agrees with them, which is an extraordinarily stupid standard. But if that's your standard, I guess it works here, too. So there's no science. And the judge said it. Guess it's true now, commies. And the funny thing about that standard is that right here, they're actually addressing an evidentiary claim. There is no evidence to support Cuomo's policy. In the court cases commies keep referring to about the election. There is no evidentiary claim because they haven't bothered having the evidence shown in court. So, you just believe whatever judges say. Hmm. There's no election fraud because judges won't take cases. That is not the standard of election fraud. There is election fraud if election fraud exists. Election fraud does exist. Ipso facto, fucko, there is election fraud. You don't need a judge to say it. And that appeal is especially odd because the people making it know you don't need a judge to say it. And if they were looking at the evidence themselves, then they would be arguing about the evidence rather than appealing to a false authority, which is exactly what they're doing. A judge is not the decider of whether or not there is evidence, especially When they have not seen the evidence by choice. That's not what the judge's job is. The judge's job is to interpret the law, which they have done an extraordinarily poor job of doing. But it's not to decide whether or not there's evidence of election fraud. There is evidence of election fraud. And we are over 50 percent now. They are panicking. They're doing segments on all the mainstream news networks about how this Mike Pence option on the 6th of January isn't legitimate. It's just some crazy idea bubbling up from the dark corners of the web where everyone is scary. Where everyone is a violent right-wing extremist who's racist and homophobic. And they think everything is about satanic rituals and child sacrifice. That indicates nothing other than a fundamental flaw in their understanding of how the internet works and how free speech platforms work. Sometimes people say the naughty thing And no one gets upset at them. Why? Why aren't they banned from life and society? Why don't we figure out who they really are and out them to the world? Why don't we get them fired from their jobs? Why don't we make certain that no one can ever love these terrible people on the Internet? We're going to show them all who these people are. We're going to say that they used the wrong word. And then everyone will know. That's how we save the world. Communists. These people are communists. The dark corners of the web are not going to hurt you. Just by looking at them. Oh my God, I saw an offensive word. How will I go on? Oh, my God, I better defend someone who might be offended, even if there's no one in here who's actually offended. Thank you, commies. You've saved us all. So, yeah, maybe it's just a fever dream of the dark web, but it's awfully strange that the mainstream media is working so hard and so cleverly to dismiss that fever dream They are presetting a narrative so that when the event happens, all of the commies who watch the mainstream media will have an explanation for why what happens is illegitimate. And then they get to blame it on the conspiracy theorists, Donald Trump's dark effect, Donald Trump's coarsening of our discourse. It's a coup. No. Stealing an election is a coup. Covering up crimes, actual crimes, by your candidate is a coup. Covering up actual crimes by your last three candidates by stealing an election is a coup. Hiding members of your own party who serve on the Intelligence Committee and happen to be fully compromised by Chinese spies that they used to bang, that sounds more like a coup than following the Constitution and allowing the vice president to exercise the authority Granted to him by the Constitution that actually just sounds like following the rule of law, which is basically the complete polar opposite of a coup. And the presetting of narratives is really important. And I was thinking about this this morning because we have kind of all accepted the notion that. 24 hour news networks, if they serve any purpose at all, must consistently come out with content just all the time, feeding us more and more and more and more stuff. And to do that, we've been told and we accepted that a trade off would be that sometimes they're less accurate because it's important for them all to be first, of course. But leaving aside whether or not that claim of importance is true, we have to understand that what they're claiming to do is not what they're actually doing because they're not getting the stories out first and they're not getting the stories out accurately. What they are trying to do is make sure that the stories don't get out at all, and then when it seems like they're about to tip over that kind of 50% point, or maybe it's even less than that. I've heard, uh, I don't remember where the study was, but that once 10% of a society adopts an idea, that idea is basically guaranteed To spread throughout society, which is not to say everyone would agree to it, but that they'll know about it. And so, for instance, like not everyone can explain the theory that our world is a simulation, right? But pretty much everyone has heard that there are those who believe that. Doesn't mean you agree with it, just means you're aware of it. And so the media is trying to make sure that ideas that can harm the central narrative and harm the end goal don't get out at all. And that is their biggest problem presented by Donald Trump, because he makes sure that narratives get out. That's the power of his social media. And that's the power of the movement that he has built. We are always, always ahead of the mainstream media. The mainstream media will catch up to stories to try to destroy the narratives that run counter to their own. Before those narratives take hold. But they have consistently failed to do that. And we can see that they've failed to do that. I don't understand. I think maybe I said this yesterday, but I don't understand how they haven't caught up to the game. They have not understood that the game for them has changed. And politicians haven't understood this either. Donald Trump, knowing that they could override his vetoes, did what he wanted anyway, and at the... Same time, he made these bills and the wasteful spending in them and all the bullshit in them. He made them part of the public conversation. And then he made people show their hand. Like people like Dan Crenshaw voted against. Raising from 600 to 2000. But where is he? In trying to stop all the wasteful spending, Trump is outing Dems and rhinos. And the people are paying attention. Do you think that these bills have over 50% public support? Of course not. But the Congress doesn't care because the Congress no longer believes its role is to represent and protect their own constituents. And I put this thought up on Parlor yesterday. You know, we're in a position now where we have a president who finds himself in the role of protecting the American people from our own elected representatives. And that's why people love Donald Trump, who is actually just today found to be the most admired man in America, according to a Gallup poll. He finished ahead of Obama and he finished way ahead of of Joe Biden who no one admires. Somehow it got 6%. You got to think that that was just basically uh, commie mommies and masky dads like the ones who yell at me while I'm running. The point is that Obviously, Trump hasn't been fully in control of the public narrative for the last five years. But he has been able to consistently diminish and destroy that public central narrative. And that's exactly what was needed. If you're keeping score on Trump versus the media, it's like Trump, 30,000 media zero, or maybe like three, maybe they've like put little dents in, they certainly made it so that his presidency couldn't be nearly as successful as it would have been. That's what the second term is for. Because when that happens, they are not going to have a choice. And a second term will happen. Probably on the 6th, but one way or another, it's happening. OAN reported last night that Donald Trump was thinking about declassifying all of the Joe Biden files. And what happens when that happens? I have said for months, months, that Joe Biden is a fall guy. That Joe Biden, his crimes will be exposed. And he's going down and he will take the blame. Obama and Clinton will stab him in the back. And I think what they want or what they wanted was to get Kamala Harris. In there as president to have Joe Biden inaugurated on the 20th, just get through that one way or another so that Kamala would be the president going forward after they. Cut Joe Biden loose. Let him drown. Joe Biden is a shell of a man. I mean, and I'm not saying he's a shell of his former self because he has been a criminal for his entire time in in politics. So Joe Biden's always sucked. But now his weakness is just radiating from him. As he tries to act his way through his his little speeches that he gives sometimes in the afternoon, he comes out with his big sign of office of the president elect and tries to say very stern things about Donald Trump. And he tries to be the very responsible yet stern father about covid. We're going to have a very dark winter. Our darkest times are ahead of us. No, Joe, your darkest times are ahead of us. We're headed for an American renaissance. People need to stop thinking about this as a game that we might lose. We've already won this game. Donald Trump won the election. That will be proven one way or another. What is unseen right now is the fallout. But that's happening. Pennsylvania state senators are now contesting the Pennsylvania vote because they have 200,000 more votes recorded than people who voted by their own records. The Wisconsin votes are going to go away. All of this is happening. There is no way that Mike Pence can allow for the Democrat slates of electors to cast their votes for Joe Biden as president the way the Democrats are pretending. That can't happen. Mike Pence would be throwing away the United States of America and certainly any future he hopes to have here. And he would be defying his oath to the Constitution his professed religious beliefs. I don't see that happening. Now, great, great tweet today from uh, Bobby Piton, Piton. I don't, I don't know how to say this dude's last name, and I feel bad about it. Bobby Pitten. I think it's Pitten. I feel like that's what people say anyway. Today he tweeted. Oh, sorry. This is actually uh, from. Uh, last evening, uh, once Pennsylvania, Arizona or Georgia flip, the rest will fall like dominoes. All of my attention will turn to California to try and find six to nine seats that went Republican but were stolen. I have the 40 million plus records to begin my California journey tomorrow. So that's today. Godspeed, Bobby Pitton on your California journey. Because that is going to be a brilliant journey. I cannot wait until the voter fraud is exposed completely and California Democrats go down with it. That will be a glorious day. And not to toot my own damn horn, but I said it a real long time ago. This stuff either happens all the way or not at all. And it's only going to happen all the way. Once Donald Trump is reconfirmed and re-inaugurated as the legitimate winner of the 2020 election. For four more years as the president of the United States. Events will become undeniable. Right now, Donald Trump is contesting the election. That's the narrative. So they are still free to deny all the events that make up that narrative. They can deny that election fraud exists. Are they winning that battle? No, they're not. It's over 50% of the country. but they can deny all the elements. Once the big lie is proven, all the smaller lies are going to be real hard to support. And once that number grows to 60, 70, 75% of the country knows that the 2020 election was a complete fraud in all these Democrat states, do you think anyone is going to be satisfied With just enough states to get Trump over 270? I won't be. And I don't imagine too many other people will be either. There is no stopping this train. Over 50%. That doesn't mean over 50% want Donald Trump to win. That means over 50% know that the election was a sham that our vote, the only semblance of power we have, the only way we can hold our elected officials accountable, our vote is being taken away and people are just going to sit there and take it? I don't think so. And One last little note on COVID before we go. This tweet comes from Steve Krakauer, who was retweeting a guy named Phil Kirpin. Phil Kirpin has been doing the stats work on the hoax aspect of the coronavirus pandemic since the very beginning. I have referred to his work often. So Phil Kirpin tweets out last night. Influenza testing, week 51, CDC flu view. This is one of their, this is something the CDC tracks on their website. Five-year average, 15.8% positive. This year, 0.10%. So that means a normal year, there is 158 times More flu than this year. Got it. That totally makes sense. So Krakauer wrote in his response, there were 36 positive flu tests reported by the CDC last week. Thirty six. Last year, in the same week. There were seven thousand seven hundred and three positive flu tests. And no year in the last five had fewer than 320 positive tests. Where's the media's coverage of this statistical anomaly? That's a great question, Steve. Where is it? We have lowered our positive flu cases from 7,703 last year to 36 this year. If you cannot see that this is all a lie, I do not know what to tell you. We are being forced not to work. They are closing churches. They are censoring speech. They are telling you what you have to wear. And they are setting the stage for vaccination passports and immunity IDs in every single possible way. They are trying to usher in every dystopia that sci-fi movies and books have warned us about. And no one seems to care. Or I shouldn't say no one. But no one dominated by the central narrative seems to care. And that is not only a crisis of intelligence and knowledge and open-mindedness, but it's a crisis of morality. And we need to get this shit over and done with as soon as possible. Don't let anyone tell you that any of this was necessary. The entire thing, the entire loss of joy and prosperity and liberty has been for nothing. This is nothing more than a corrupt plan for power and control by the most evil people on this planet. And I include among them Joe Biden and everyone in power who supported him. And I include among them Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and Gretchen Whitmer and Nancy Pelosi and Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's going to go down in history as one of the great villains of all time. Fauci and Biden are going to be on par with the great villains of the 20th century. This is a crime against humanity that we are witnessing. And we need to put an end to it as fast as possible. Throw out the entire thing, the entire narrative. You do not need it. It is not serving you. It is not informing you. And do not let other people repeat it to you. Tell them they are wrong. If they're not going to like you after that, well, You've saved yourself some time and energy. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the range.